Welcome to the New Community Church Podcast. This week, we have a panel of people from NCC, two couples and two single young adults, who are going to be sharing about their perspective on relationships. This is a really cool conversation, hearing about what people have learned about relationships being in very different seasons of life. We can all have healthy and great relationships in our lives, no matter the season of life that we're in. So here's Pastor Aaron and our wonderful panel. Good morning, church. I hope you're doing good this morning. I know we mentioned this just a moment ago, but if you're our guest, if you're new to NCC, we want to welcome you. Or if you're watching this later this week online and you're tuning in for the first time, we want to just say welcome. And we're excited that you're with us. We're in our last week of this series called He Said, She Said. And we've been talking about relationships and all different kinds of relationships and um, how God is challenging us to grow in those different ones. And so, um, did you guys talk about sex this past week? Okay, some of you did. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to the podcast. Pastor Caleb and Pastor Alita did an amazing job of challenging us to honor God um, in our lives, how he's designed, how sex is a gift for us, but we want to um, follow his instructions for that in our life. And so I want to challenge you to go back and listen to that if you missed that. Um, It was a great talk together, and I'm excited for today because today we're wrapping up our series, and I wanted to wrap it up just not with me sharing, but having um, a panel of people share from our church, and so they've been working on these, and I'm excited that they're going to come and just um, give a little bit of their experience and what God's spoken to them about different relationships that we have in our life. So please put your hand together, um, panel, if you guys would make your way forward this morning. And so (laughs) we've been praying um, for this right here because I believe this, that as God can speak through all of us and as we open up our hearts and as we share from our lives, that God can use that to challenge your life. And and so I'm so glad that each of these um, individuals have agreed this morning to share a little bit. Now, I know all of you guys because I asked you to be on the panel, but everyone else may not know you. So I'd love for you to just start, kind of take a moment, introduce yourself Maybe tell um, everyone here a little bit about yourself. So I'm Mark. This is my wife, Megan. Uh, We've been married five years. We've been coming here for four years. We have a three-year-old son, Elijah, and we have a second edition on the way. Um, my, my name is Brenda. Um, I don't know a lot of you because I generally hide in the back in the media booth. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I've been going here for about seven years this year. Hello, my name is Rick, and this is my wife, Deetra. We've been here over, over a year. Uh, we've been married this July 37 years. And, uh, and we have two adult grown children who pay their own bills. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Hunter. I got to follow up behind that. So I've been single for 23 years. <laughs> I am a grown adult who does pay my own bills. My parents would be happy about that. And I've been attending NCC for six months now. Yeah. So what I want us to do this morning, um, and just so you guys know, I sent our panel just a few questions. Some of them are on the topics that we've talked about, but I wanted you to hear from others as well um, with some of these things that, that we've been walking through together. And so we're just going to kind of popcorn around, and they're going to share some of their answers and their experiences. So 
Um, the first question that I wanted to, our church to hear from you guys about is, you know, um, in our family lives, it could be maybe dating or marriage in our workplace, we all experience conflict. This is one of the first things that we talked about. And so I just wanted you guys to be able to share a tip about what do you do when you're facing conflict, confronting conflict, dealing with conflict in any of those type of relationships? What are things that have worked for you guys in kind of approaching conflict? Someone's got to start us off. So. Well, Pastor Aaron's <laughs> looking straight in. at me, so I'm assuming <laughs> that he would like me to go. Uh, the, the Bible is pretty clear about this, and one of the first passages of Scripture I think of is Ephesians 4.26. It's super quick. Um, basically, it says, do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. Uh, for me, conflict has to be discussed and in confronting and facing conflict. Uh, communication is, is key yeah. to any type of conflict, any type of relationship in general. Um, so I spell relationships, W-O-R-K. Relationships okay. are work. And if there's no communication or we let things build up, it's unhealthy and it never resolves anything. For me, I like to hit the head on, hit the conflict head on. Okay. Uh, sometimes a little too early. Uh, I have to do it with discernment. Like, you know, sometimes we're, me and maybe another person are still fired up, emotional about it. And because I don't like conflict, I'll try to be, resolve it. Um, so sometimes we have to walk with discernment in those okay. areas of when to actually be able to speak about that and get together with that person. And um, just hot communication. So hot communication is honest, open, and transparent. Okay. Um, so I like to tell people I'm pretty hot in my yeah. communication. So that's about it. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to add, when you confront, kind of confront, that's what I do, but when you're talking to someone about an issue that's a conflict, you have to listen, I always say listen actively. You have yeah. to listen that's and good. don't um, immediately start to become defensive because you know, sometimes when Rick and I would have like um, issues, I'm already building my defense. I'm not really listening to what he's saying. Yeah. I'm already thinking about when he finishes, <laughs> I got something for him. So you have to listen to what they're saying. Don't try to cut them off. Just wait and to try to get their point of view. How they may not, what they're saying is not what, what I'm saying to him is not what he's actually hearing. Yeah. You know, other words, or what I'm saying, the tone of my voice and my actions are communicating something totally different. Yeah. So you have to actively listen when you are trying to resolve a conflict. That's really good. Yeah. Oh, cool. They're, they're awesome. The only thing I would add to what both of them just shared is that whenever you're confronting conflict, yeah, be clear, concise, to the point, but be non-punishing. And you have to do it in love. Yeah. Uh, Ephesians 4.15 says, speak the truth in love. Yeah. And so that should be uh, the backdrop. That should really cover what you share because if you're doing it in love, then you know that you're mature enough and you're growing up because you want the best for them and for that relationship. And it's not just about you receiving what you want selfishly. Yeah. Uh, and so if you do that in love and you embrace that and, and you are communicating in a way that will allow both of you to grow and be better as a result of that conflict, then you can be clear, concise to the point. I mean, don't be abstract and all over the place and people trying to figure out what you're saying and what you're talking about. <laughs> right. I mean, what are you doing? Um, I mean, don't be so ambiguous, but but do it in love and make sure it is non punishing. Yeah. yeah. Non punishing. But. Yeah. Um, I'll kind of. Mine's like on the opposite end. Um, I kind of grew up around fighting in my, in my parents' home, and and what I I took the total opposite was to avoid it at all cost. 
Um, okay. I don't like arguing, I don't like conflict, so I would either ignore it or um, overreact. Yeah. And so it took me a few years to learn that. <laughs> Have conversations, it's okay. Talk in love, it's okay. So, and but one thing that took me a while to understand was that my feelings and voice are valid. Mm -hmm. Like I can have a conversation right. with others and have my voice heard yeah. and not have an, an arguing match because I'm trying to be heard. And like if I can sit there and understand the other person and hear them, like, like you guys were saying, that that goes a lot further than just over talking somebody. Because one thing that I feel like we keep hearing is that we have two ears and one mouth. We need to listen more and then we can speak. Yeah, that's really good, yeah. Um, I would just kind of echo off of Brenda, actually. Um, I had similar background where I was around conflict and didn't have a, a healthy view of conflict growing up. And so I had kind of a warped view, and I would avoid it as well um, and really thought that that was best. Like, you, you shouldn't have conflict in a relationship. And so um, it really wasn't until I started trying to have deeper relationships in college with other believers that I started to realize that um, you can't actually get closer if you're not gonna deal with the conflict with people. Um, and so I had to learn how to do that. Um, but ultimately there were also some roots of fear and insecurities that the Lord had to deal with first. Um, and I had to face those things with the Lord um, before I was able to face conflict. Yeah. Um, and so in order to do that, um, and, you know, my tip is just that, you know, sometimes, you know, look at why maybe you're not facing conflict and ask the Lord to reveal the reasons behind it, because he yeah. will. Um, and then just um, work through those things with him. And then um, I just, you know, the, the verse Psalm 34:4. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. And so yeah. like he will deliver you from those fears Good. and he will give you the strength to to even just start dealing with conflict and then you can do all that everyone, you know, started saying here. But um, sometimes we don't even start conflict because of things that are holding us back. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, if you got something. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah, I was going to say um, my family background was very much we don't deal with conflict and it's never going to go away. So when it finally gets dealt with, you just blow up and nothing's really resolved. And um, so I've had to learn over the years when I have to embrace conflict with my family, with my parents, with my sisters, um, I have to check my heart before I go into it, make sure I'm coming from a place of humility. And instead of having a goal of let's deal with this issue, let's get it fixed, or you know, a goal of I want to make sure my point is heard, have that goal of let's, let's approach this as calmly, as humbly as we can so that you can actually open up a healthy conversation in the first place. Yeah, but, that's really good. So... We know this, that our life, you know, is found in Christ and that he's working through every part of our life and also in relationships. So I wanted you guys to take a moment. Some of you guys are single and then others of you are married. So in both of those seasons of life, both in your singleness and in your married life, how is the love of God, um, how is that being shown through this season of your life? Or how is God working his love through you um, as you walk through this season of your life? Uh, for me, the first thing I thought of was, you know, areas in our relationship that I struggle or I might hurt her or actually sin against her. Um, she's usually pretty good about, you know, realizing that she's been hurt, dealing with that with God before yeah. coming to me, and then dealing with that and then not pulling away from me but pressing in and saying, hey, you did hurt me. 
you know, her relationship with God is strong, so she's able to deal with it, and then she can come to me and talk about it, and we can resolve it. Okay. And then, you know, areas where I struggle in my relationship with God, I'm not always quick to have that mindset or that belief that, okay, Mark, you just sinned against him. He wants you to come right to him. You know, yeah. it's that, that mindset that we have so often of, well, I've got to go get myself right or spend X amount of time away from him until the guilt has kind of worn off. Yeah. Um, so she really helps me, helps to remind that for me. And then as far as how it shows that to others around us, the first thing I thought of was our son, you know, he sees our relationship more than anybody does. Yeah. And so the way we are in the home, how we speak to each other, how we treat each other, um, as he gets older, that's going to paint, hopefully, an accurate yeah. picture of who, how God deals with us, yeah. and who he is as a father. That's really good. Yeah. Um, Rick and I are sort of, we are different personalities. We really are, uh, it's how we were raised. Uh, I'm a very structured person. Sarah Escamilla. <laughs> she and I were in group together, and so we understand each other a lot about yeah. I'm very structured, I'm very time conscious. He is kind of really laid back and uh, learning to realize that that shouldn't cause conflict as much as they should complement each other. So yeah. he's, teach, he's taught me to kind of relax mm -hmm. and don't be so, you don't have to have a list. <laughs> with subtopics and yeah. uh, for everything and I'm I'm working on him to be just a little bit more structured and a little more time conscious but to realize that in marriage life in married life especially if you've been married as long as we have you have to learn to not to be selfish mm -hmm. you have to learn to minister I mean God created marriage for a reason and you yeah. have to realize what other, the other partners need. Not everything should be your way. It's you can't get your way all the time. You have to be a minister to your spouse. He has to be a minister to you. And so yeah. that's what we've learned as a married couple going, uh, throughout the years. And yes, it does. We've, we're still learning. I mean, we've basically been together for 40 years, but would you count the dating? But we are still growing closer and closer, but you have to communicate that. Yeah. That's really good. Um, so hopefully I answered this question right. <laughs> so being single and then starting at this church, it was very daunting or overwhelming because I felt like everybody was married and preach it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like coming out of a relationship and I'm here and I'm like, why aren't I married or what am I doing wrong? And it's like, I, like over the years, like I, that's something I had to practice or talk about and read about because it's like, I had to pray about it. Like, I'm going to read what I wrote. It's like, I've, I've, uh, see, I always thought, oh goodness, I'm not falling in line where society says I need to be. And yeah. I was like, what am I doing? I'm supposed to be married at 23 <laughs> and I'm not there yet. So, and then it's like, this is something I pray for all the time. And it's taken me a while to come up with this. It's like, I'm grateful for what I have and yeah. I'm grateful for what I don't have because there's plenty of things that God has taken away from me, not necessarily taken away from me, but that season has ended. And so praying on that and understanding what that meant and taking away what I was supposed to learn has yeah. helped a lot. And now there's some singles that I serve with on NYC. Shout out to the youth group. <laughs> and, um, and so now we talk about that stuff. Yeah. So I don't feel quite as alone. <laughs> but it's like just, just, 
different season for different reasons. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. That's so good. Yeah. To tag on to that, uh, if we strive to be more Christ-like every day and follow Jesus, Jesus was single, so Brenda and I got a farther yeah. advantage. <laughs> all right? And we're trying to be like Christ. But for single people, I, I always encourage this. And, and like, Brenda, we've, we talked a lot on Wednesday nights after service, so a yeah. few of us singles. And it's a very hot topic to talk about in the church. And for us as singles, we can give more time. We can be more generous with our time, talents, and our resources. Yeah. And it also allows me to work on myself. Yeah. I have to look in the mirror and say, would I date myself? Yeah. If I'm looking for this, this perfect person, so good. Yeah. would that perfect person want to date me? Would that yeah. follower of Christ want to date me? So I have to, it's a reality yeah. check that I get to have as a single person. Yeah. I'm going to start calling you hashtag cool Carl. <laughs> And in order to be single, God had to bring Adam and Eve together first. Yeah. Uh, so he had to establish marriage uh, so that the singleness could flow from uh, them coming together uh, so that you could dedicate yourself and be like Christ to the Lord. All right. So, um, amen. But the Bible, uh, and Genesis 2 talks about the fact that God had, took man and woman and brought them together, you know, the six-day creation and all that yeah. good stuff. And he gave them a responsibility. He gave them a purpose. He gave them dominion over the earth. Uh, he told them to be fruitful and multiply. Yeah. And there's no way that you can be fruitful and multiply without coming together. And, and understanding that God took two different people, as Dietrich just said, and he's able to merge where you maintain your individuality, but yet you come together in unity uh, is amazing. It's amazing. And, and that really shows how God's relationship, how God showed his love for us. God wants a love relationship. He wants it to be intimate. He wants us to be intimate with him. Uh, God has sacrificed his son for us. God, and in our relationships, love has to be intimate. It has to be giving. It has to be forgiving. Yeah. Uh, and, and understanding what it means that, that when you love somebody, it's, you may not like them, but you still love them. <laughs> uh, okay, y'all missed that. A friend of mine talking about, man I, man, I love my wife. I love my children. This ain't me. This is a pastor friend of mine. But he talked about, man, I don't like him today. <laughs> but I still love him, which means he'll give his life. He'll do whatever he needs necessary to make sure that they are taken care of. And when we really love and show the love that God has given us on how he has been sacrificial, how he has given us everything, how he wraps us and he protects us and he keeps us, love is doing, love is action. Christ loved us first. It is not passive, it's active. And when we love uh, the way God loves us, then we will spread that love to everyone else. Yeah, that's so good. Um, for me, it's just through marriage, um, I have been able to learn and receive grace more. Um, I've been one who is harder on myself and maybe has higher expectations on myself than um, other people or specifically Mark. And so when I feel like I've messed up or done something wrong, um, his response will usually remind me and point me to how um, Christ's response is to us that, um, that we, you know, he's not just, looking down and thinking, you know, why didn't you get it right? Or why didn't you, you know, do this so that you could get it right? Um, and so that helps me to, to grow and, and receiving grace so that then I can also give grace as well. Um, so that's yeah, that's so good. So 
I'm not on the panel, I'm the interviewer today, but I do want to jump in and just say this, is, man, as a church, we want to make sure that we see both sides of that. And so you guys have heard um, some of the married couples up here share of, hey, this is a picture of God's love, like what God's doing in between each of us, we're demonstrating the love of God. And then you've heard um, from Hunter and Brenda, hey, as a single individual, like God's demonstrating his love um, through them as well. And so... So many times there's so much pressure to be in a relationship that someone else is going to complete you, that that's what you're missing in your life. We want to make sure as the church that we're not conveying that message. Um, And that as the church, man, we're seeing that that God calls us um, into different seasons. For some of you guys, you may have been married in the past, and now you find yourself in another season of singleness. And God's using that. God is using that in your life. And so I think that's so beautiful that in every step of our life, in every situation in our life, God uses that to work in us, but then also to display his love um, to the world around us. And so I love all of your guys' perspective. I love what you guys just said there um, about how that's a picture of the love of God. Um, And where you're at, I want you to talk about kind of both sides of this. What are emotional and physical boundaries that have helped you maintain relational health with others. So what are some guardrails or some things that you've had to put up in your life, both emotionally and physically, to help make sure that your relationships are healthy? Uh, This one's uh, big for me, and I take a lot from Dr. Henry Cloud. His Boundaries series is phenomenal. I know uh, Pastor Aaron and Debbie talked a little bit about that a few weeks ago when they talked about boundaries. Um, But a season of life for me, being a single male is really hard in today's society. Mm -hmm. Um, It is very hard. Um, As a leader in my organization, I work at Chick-fil-A. Hey, I get God. Hey, so as as one of the top leaders there, I have to constantly communicate with staff of 80 to 100 people. Uh, I can't find myself alone with a single female, like with a female period. Yeah. I can, I'm not allowed to be alone um, because of perceptions and accusations that can come from it. Um, yeah. Before I came here, I was a youth pastor for years. Um, and that was the hardest thing as being single and being a youth pastor. The expectation was so hard. So for me, boundaries is very, very important to me to make sure that when, I'm, when we're talking, it's guys talking to girls. Yeah. I mean, not it's guys talking to girls. Guys talking to guys and girls talking to girls because we each understand each other yeah. and we can help each other out. And one thing that I've noticed, and uh, if it's okay to be a little, little blunt yeah. and talk a little bit on the marriage side of things, which I've seen in my personal friends' relationships, um, your, uh, let's, your wife shouldn't be going to another man. You yeah. should be going to the man upstairs yeah. and to yourself. And for men, you should not be going to another woman. That's good. You should be going yeah. to your spouse. Yeah. Um, and I've seen that in my personal friendships that I've had mm-hmm. and seen how there's divorce in a year, two years yeah. after they're being married because they're going to the wrong things and the wrong people. So those boundaries that's have really to be good. set in place. Yeah, and that's good. Thanks, Hunter. Yeah. I was just going to say uh, we came from a really mega church here uh, in Dallas, and you have to keep that perspective of God, Jesus, family, spouse, family, church, and what we found was so much you were doing, we were doing so much of church work and not the work of the church. Yeah. And as a result, and I'm going to put my husband on blast because he was executive <laughs> pastor where he was, it was like 24-7, seven days a week, and 
I felt neglected because mm -hmm. it was always the church. The church was first. I got to be here. I got to be there. I got to do this for the church. And then so the family, he made sure we were taken care of, mm -hmm. but we needed him emotionally too. We needed him to be present physically, and we needed him to be present emotionally for us and not constantly doing things for the church. And I always say doing church work because mm -hmm. the work of the church is to what? To know Jesus and make him known, to yeah. disciple people to minister to others, but don't neglect your family. Your family needs ministering too. Yeah. So we want you in our house. We want you connecting with us emotionally and mentally and, phys and physically and intimately. Um, and the last thing I was gonna point out, um, what we do, one of the things that we do, or we used to do, and sometimes we, we neglect it, but we get back on it. Rick is very good if he leaves first. He will pray over all of us he would come and physically touch us and pray over us. And um, so husbands, when you do that for your wives, you make us feel so special. You care so about good. our spiritual needs. You care about our emotional needs. So those are the little things. I, you know, I, I'd rather get that than a gift wrapped up in a pretty package to know that my husband cares enough and loves me enough that before he walks out the door he has prayed over me and when the kids were small and prayed over the kids so that is something that i really cherish and then one day he didn't do it and i came home i said i know you didn't pray for me because i had a horrible day <laughs> <laughs> i had a horrible day so i need you to go back and pray for me don't walk out of this yeah. house <laughs> That's, that's very important. And those yeah. are the boundaries. Don't get so caught up in church work <laughs> that you forget about the people that are most important <laughs> to you in your life. Yeah. Uh, with that in my defense. Uh, <laughs> but, no. but no, she's absolutely right. And, and it's easy to get caught up. Uh, if you don't have boundaries, you will get caught up. If you don't intentionally uh, make sure that you put parameters in place, you will find yourself wandering in areas and arenas that you hadn't desired or designed to go there. So it's yeah. important uh, that you do have boundaries, those external things that you don't let people go past and you have limits uh, that you don't go past uh, on the inside. I mean, I think boundaries are external, limits are internal. Uh, and you have to make sure that you have those things in place in order to prevent chaos in your life. And one of the things you have to learn, especially serving in ministry, is you have to learn the ministry of no. Uh, because it's easy. Uh, well, we need you to do this. We need you to go there. We need this to happen. And God has not made you an island. I mean, we hear it over and over in new community. I mean, and Sarah just talked about it earlier today. We are made uh, connect with each other. We need yeah. each other in the body of Christ. I'm not the eye, the head, the nose, and the foot all together. Uh, so there's others who God will place yeah. to do those things. So understand your limits. Understand where God is calling you. Understand your ministry. And you work in that arena. And you work in that area. And don't try to do everybody else's job for them. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's really good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I'll go ahead. and. Um, so um, before I came to church, so I've always known God and who he was and what he is, but never had that true relationship with God until I started coming here. So yeah. seven, about seven years ago. So my perspective of the male and female just is totally different now today than it was then, you know, whereas before you're probably thinking of, a, in a female sense, you're thinking of a male, all right, who's, who's gonna, who am I going to date next, or mm -hmm. who's potentially my husband, or whatever, whatever, and then nowadays it's more like, um, 
we went through a Bible study in one of our groups that was called a beautiful, a beautiful design. And it basically said that males and females are brothers and sisters in Christ. Like don't talk to, if you're a female, to a male with that potential. Like talk to them as a brother in Christ and that's it. Yeah. And a male, talk to a sister in Christ and that's it. And keep it at that level because if you push it beyond that, then you've, you've crossed the line that you shouldn't cross. So kind of going back to what Hunter was saying, like set those boundaries for yourself. Like don't go beyond that. You can be friends to a certain extent, but make sure you keep that boundary. That's really good, yeah. (laughs) It's gone. Yeah, go ahead, jump Uh, in. I guess I'll just piggyback on what I guess Hunter said. It's, uh, you know, our relationships at the church relationships with other married couples I might share something with the husband about our relationship and Megan might share it with the wife but I'm not going to share it with the wife Mm -hmm. I I might if we're all four together um, but just wisdom in that and then even outside of the church and in the workplace I had a a friend that I was a co-worker with a couple years ago she was recently divorced and was actually talking to me about an affair she was having and uh, we were we were close within um, wisdom and uh, we, I was able to share truth in that relationship and, and in that situation, but there were times when she would start to share details or um, issues that she was having that were she needed help with, but I wasn't the person that was supposed to give yeah. that to her. Yeah. And I had to pull myself away from those conversations or, or steer that conversation somewhere else, and I can yeah. pray for her, but it's, it's not wise because maybe I had good intentions if I would have engaged that conversation, but you don't know where your heart's going to go yeah, so or where good. her heart's yeah. going to go. Yeah, that's good. Um, I was just going to add on that um, something that the Lord's kind of been working on with working with me on recently is just um, using discernment in when I have maybe an emotional struggle or something going on that I'm I am bringing that, of course, to the Lord and working through that with him before I'm, I'm just leaning on maybe family or friends, but also that I am bringing it also to Mark because we are married, like there yeah. should be that intimacy there. Um, and so that he can know where I'm at and he can speak into that because the Lord will use that. Um, and so making sure that um, maybe sometimes not like extending sometimes a boundary of let me be open more with my husband so that um, we can grow that intimacy and he can know struggles that I'm having. Yeah, that's so good. Can we give all of our panel a hand? Thank you guys so much. Um, I'm just so thankful for, for their perspective and just the wisdom that they've given. And I was praying this week and my prayer is, yeah, God, through your word and just through some of what they've shared that Maybe you're thinking about a relationship. Maybe it's in the workplace. Maybe it's with a family member, a spouse, or your kids, or a different relationship there. And and God wants to challenge you in that. God wants to grow you in that. And he really does, like we just talked about, he wants to allow his love to shine through our relationships. And that that would bring healing. It, It would impact those people that are around us. And so that's my prayer all through this series and and through what God's been challenging us with is, Lord, help those relationships. God, demonstrate and and really um, shine out to the world, God, your love for us and and what you've done for us. And so I wanna take a moment and just pray for us. I'm gonna ask if you would maybe bow your head and close your eyes and just reflect. Is there something that God was speaking to you about? And 
I just want to start with the most important relationship in our life. It, it's with Christ. And before we can look at maybe fixing or working on issues that we have, you know, with a friend, with a coworker, with family, with spouse, um, with someone that we're dating, before we can look at those, we have to make sure that we're in the right relationship with God. And maybe you're here this morning and you feel distant from God, or at one point you had a relationship with God, but you've not been taking care of that. You've not been intentional about growing that. And the Bible is very clear that all of us, that sin separates us from God. It distances us from God and that we can't fix that on our own. And that's why Jesus came. And God wanted that relationship with us. And so he did everything he could to restore that. He came, he lived here on this earth. He died on the cross. He was resurrected so that we could be brought back into right relationship with him. And without anyone looking around, if you're here and you're saying, Pastor Aaron, that's me. I don't know if my relationship with God is where it needs to be. Maybe I don't have that relationship or I've just kind of walked away from that and I've left it on its own. I want to pray for you. And if that's you, would you just lift up your hand so I can pray for you and then you can put it back down. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. After you've lifted it up, you can put it back down. Thank you. And I'm going to lead us out in a prayer for this that yeah, God would work on that relationship. And right where you're at, all of us, let's, let's just take a moment. Let's pray. You can, in your own words, just say, God, here's what's going on in my life. And Lord, I'm inviting you to come in. God, I want to restore that relationship. Let's pray together. God, thank you, Lord, that you want a relationship with us. God, there's sometimes we get focused in on other things. God, sin comes in our life, Lord, and it takes us away from you. And God, I pray for every person that raised their hand, God, or maybe that if they didn't, but God, they know they needed to, Lord, that you would right now begin to work on that relationship. God, we admit to you, God, we need you in our life. God, that left to ourselves, Lord, our life is full of sin, God, and sin brings destruction. But Lord, you bring your salvation. And so right now in this moment, God, begin to restore begin to heal, begin to call people back to yourself. Lord, God, work on that relationship with us. Give us a brand new start this week, Lord. And we pray that in your name. Amen. Church, can we just put our hands together and celebrate what God is doing in our heart? And I just want to encourage you. Yeah, if you want to talk to us, we would love to help you continue to grow. Our new life coaches are going to be right here in the back, but I just want to pray one more prayer. And that's everything that we've learned dealing with conflict, those healthy boundaries. Maybe God spoke to you. Of, you need to kind of look at who's in that inner circle of, in your life. Who have you allowed into those different areas of your life? Maybe um, it's in issues of, of sexual purity and honoring God in that way, or um, even something that was shared here this morning about relationships. We want to be a church that reflects the love of God to those around us. And so I'm just going to lead us in one more prayer. Just right where you're at, at, ask God, Lord, if there's something you need to work on in my life, Lord, do that. Help me this week, God, to take those steps, Lord, and to begin to follow you um, in my relationships and to demonstrate your love to those around us. So let's pray together. God, I just thank you for the past four weeks. I thank you for all of the different voices that have spoken to us as your church. God, everyone that shared this morning, Lord, and God, your word that speaks to us about the relationships that we have. And so my prayer this morning is help us to be a church with healthy relationships, God. Lord, God, work inside of our lives, Lord, on the areas, God, that we need to surrender to you, that we need to give to you, God. And this week, Lord, in our workplace, 
God, while our students are at school, God, in our marriages um, with our families, God, whether it's with parents or parents with kids, God, help us to demonstrate your love, God. Let us be an example of who you are, God, that we care, God, and we show compassion, God. We show kindness, Lord. We offer forgiveness and grace to those that you've placed around us, and God, let that demonstrate the kind of God you are to those around us. We pray this, Lord, in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. This week, what is one thing that you can do to show the love of Jesus through the relationships that God's given you? Maybe it's a certain conversation you need to have or offering forgiveness to someone, giving a gift or praying for a friend or your family. Let's put this message to action. Show the love of Jesus through your relationships this week. Here at NCC, we are all about making people and places new, and we want to know how we can help you grow in your faith. So connect with us online at newcommunity.co. We would love to hear from you.